1: of an incredible interview on the Victor March Show with a friend of mine, Jimmy Brown. He's a musician. He is a gifted, talented brother that you will want to listen to some of his music and download it uh, because it's a fix for your soul. And it's really from somebody who has been and lived in deep darkness and struggles and knows the power of God to bring light and love and hope into any situation. Uh, and it's reflected in his music. But Jimmy, I want to thank you for day two of uh, being on the show with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, Jimmy, you said you, you believe the lie that you would commit suicide. This is a big one. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so how did you break out of that lie? Cause that's very real for many people.
2: Uh, it, very simple. I mean, I lived, so I lived life radically from 13 till 33. And the only way that that vow was broken was literally just crying out to Jesus, um, and asking him to come in him to come into my life. And that, that was literally the only way that that was broken. So I had met a guy that he was the first person that ever openly shared his struggles with suicide with me. And the, the thing was, it was a divine appointment because I was in the space of Everything in my life that I wanted that was going to make me quote unquote happy, like my band doing well, my band being on the radio, the tours that I had dreamed of my entire life, those things were all happening. But inside, I'm just destroyed and I'm getting closer to the age when my mom died. And the lie that I believed was, you're going to die this around the same age that she did. You're going to take your life as well. And that it was like, I've just accepted this is what goes on in my family. I've just accepted this and so he shared with me that his struggles with suicide and how Jesus had changed his life. So that night I go home and the same way that I plan on taking my life, I literally just sit under that water and I'm bawling, crying. Mm. Jesus, if you're real, I need you in my life. I need you to come into my heart. I need you to be my Lord and savior. And I prayed, I, I prayed that. Um, I think that's pretty much exactly verbatim along the lines of what I said. And the next morning I tell people I felt like I was high on on something different for the very first time. I was like, this is a high that I've never felt before. And now I can put verbiage to that. I know that the Holy Spirit showed up. I know that the Holy Spirit showed up. I know that Jesus is real. And I know the things that he took out of my life. Um, Mm. There were some things that were taken right away.
1: And then there were some things that we had to walk out. When you say pray, that doesn't sound like a prayer. It sounds like you just talk to the Lord. It's like talking, talking. People need to know that they can just talk to God, talk to Jesus, because he hears, right? Um, I think there are a lot of people that feel like they're too dirty. They're too sinful to talk to God, right? He'll know what do we tell people like that?
2: I'll tell you. If a guy like me can talk to God, (laughs) you can talk to God because I had a list, a mile long of the dirtiest sins you could ever commit. And like, I cannot tell you who I am today and who I was before is night and day. Do I, do I still mess up? Do I still have sin? Yep. It's going to be that way until I leave here. But If a dirty guy like me can, can have a relationship with God, the father, because of Jesus, anyone can.
1: I mean, he really specializes in cleaning people up. It's yeah. Right. I mean, we, I try to tell people, Hey, it's a futile attempt to try to cleanse yourself from sin because we can't. Exactly. I I think we can make better choices, but to a certain extent, you still are carrying the burden of guilt. And shame for past things, and the enemy of our soul will remind us of that. So it it does take a uh, as someone I interviewed yesterday for the show, Fadwa. Uh, she's one of our team members. She's Iraqi, so she just speaks w- without Christianese, right? She uh, and she came to faith, Jimmy, and she's like, "He's all yes, superpower. It's a superpower that." <laughs> I'm like I love it, and it really is. Um, I mean, that's amazing, and it's so simple, isn't it? I mean, now you guys in music and all that—did you, did you travel to churches, or did y'all not fit into the church scene? Um, so prior
2: to being saved, never. I mean, I think we had played some church shows, but I don't. I have no idea how we randomly got put on those. Um, and then a lot of what we did after I got saved was. We, we were going to high schools because when I got saved, I, I had met a guy named Ryan Reese who has an outreach in Southern California called the whosoevers.
1: Yep. No Ryan. Good friend.
2: So when I got saved, we started going to high schools and we would play. And then when the song that we, we play that deals with my mom's suicide and my suicide, I would share my struggles prior to playing the song. And then at the end, Ryan would come up and give like a quip, a quick gospel message and it was just incredible to see the power of the Lord at these high schools, like kids giving their their life to the Lord on a daily basis at these high schools. So that's a lot of what we did after, after I got saved.
1: Wow. You've been in this holding pattern. You're taking you and your brother chose to take care of your dad. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that a little bit. So
2: our dad, we, uh, we were kind of partially taking care of him and he ended up needing to be airlifted to the hospital. We found him, we were during the process of recording this record. We came home to find him. It seemed like he was having a stroke. Mm. So they airlift him to the hospital. He's probably in a, like in a little bit of a coma for like a week and they're running all these tests on him. And ultimately they can't really figure out what happened. So it boils down to they say that it's a seizure, that he had a seizure. But when he wakes up, his short-term memory is basically gone. And a good amount of his long-term memory is gone as well. Did you owe him any money? No. (laughs) That would have been great if I did. Actually, you know what? I'm sure sure there's plenty of money (laughs) that I owe him for over the years. (laughs) If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, But we continue to try and play shows because we're working on this record. And, and like you said, these songs, this, this was the time where I'm thinking to myself, everything we have ever worked for is about to happen. Like we are getting, yeah. we're getting the interest of managers and record labels and people that like we have kind of idolized for years, like people that are paying attention to us now. So we continue to try and try and play shows, try and take care of him. And it just got to a point to where we realized like, this isn't working. Like we kind of have to put this down to take full time care of him. Cause it's it's now a situation where we make all of his meals, we wash his clothes, like everything that needs to be done for him, we, we do. Mm-hmm. Um so we've been kind of in this holding pattern for probably the last five and a half, six years.
1: Wow. Wow. So one, it speaks to y'all's integrity and y'all's character mm-hmm. and how your dad raised you. Cause believe me. Is a lot of kids would not sacrifice for their parents that way. And man, I love honor. I love honor. It's so yeah. missing. And I'll tell you this I'm convinced God is gonna do something for you guys that will blow you away. Mm. That's that's the God that we serve. Yeah. And I'm excited to see and to be part of it. But when people want to start following you, you have a website? You said you're on Spotify.
2: Yeah, so there's a Spotify up. Um, a lot of that stuff just isn't current because we haven't been doing anything for the last few years. So there's a few different ways. Um, our YouTube channel is just DOS underscore band. Is there another band named Dose? You know what? Honestly, I think there's a ton of bands out there named Dose right now.
1: Okay. All right. You're going to change your name so you're distinctly different? When does that happen?
2: That is something that's coming because my brother and I, um, we've kind of been in this space, like teetering back and forth. Are we supposed to go forward with music? And I feel like, especially in the last couple of days, that's something that the Lord has been trying to tell me. Um, I think he's actually been trying to tell me longer than the last couple of days. It's just, yeah. I'm hard headed, And sometimes yeah, I you're really need to...
1: yeah. yeah. Um, my, right now, my, my executive assistant, uh, I don't know if you guys met her when you at the training center, but she's smiling big. She uh, she has a song on Spotify. What's the name of it again? Let Go. Okay. So she's smiling. Uh, how many downloads have you had since that song? She's had 72 million downloads. Wow. And she gets paid for it. How come you are not paying me? I didn't know you're this wealthy, <laughs> successful singer. So 72 million downloads she's over here I mean cheerleading you she's listening to this and she's going yes
2: that's awesome yes thank you
1: so well uh but brother we're gonna pray for y'all and I think you need to pray about writing a some type of theme song for our ministry yes of what we do and uh we'll commission y'all to do that we need a we need a theme song how can people get a hold of you
2: Uh, So there's a few different ways. On Instagram, you can connect with us, and it would just be Dose underscore music. Okay. Uh, On YouTube, it would be Dose underscore band. Okay. And then on Spotify, you would find the – it would be Dose, D-O-S-E, and then the the name of the album, which is one. So it would be hashtag O-N-3.
1: Okay, what would you like to say to anybody that will be listening to this broadcast? I think the most
2: important thing before I would ever say anything else is that I don't care what you're dealing with in life right now. Jesus loves you. He gave his life so that you could be healed and and connected to the Father. And whatever you're, you're dealing with, it doesn't matter how bad it is. Like he cares and, and he just wants to be in that process with you.
1: That's I love that. I love that. Uh, one more little bit of information I want to get from you. You're single, but you're in love. Yes. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah. So early on in my walk with the Lord, I, I think I came to the realization or the revelation that I had so much healing that needed to be done that I needed to be single. And through that process, I realized that I would never be able to be with anyone that wasn't like chasing after the Lord with everything they had. Mm. And I kind of had gotten to a point I had been single for eight years walking with the Lord. And I kind of had gotten to a point to where I felt like maybe I'm just going to be single. And I I met Melanie on warp tour and initially that God, God gets all the glory for, for our relationship. Because initially, the first time that I met her, Melanie was out working for a company called I am second. And we had discussed me sharing my testimony. And the, the place that I was in, like, I literally took her card and walked away from that I am second tent that day and said, she's really hot, but I'm not sharing anything with them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I woke up the next day on on site of the tour. And there was literally an I am second water bottle, like a big like carry water bottle in front of our van. And there was a sweatshirt behind our trailer. With a Psalms verse on it, which now I really wish that I had remembered what that verse was, um, but I couldn't figure out what the Lord was trying to tell me. And I kept walking around the van and I was like, oh, I get it. You're telling me that I'm covered from the front bumper to the back of the trailer. And I was like, fine, I will share my story with them. And still never thinking anything. Like the first time I met Melanie, I was like, Oh, my gosh, she's so mature in the Lord. She's so rad. Like, I figured she was probably married like there's, there's no way that this woman wants anything to do with me. And that warp Tour was in 2018. And we kind of just remained friends. And we would talk and I never thought anything of it. And then The Lord ended up bringing us together. I think it was 2019, towards the end of 2019, she ended up being in California because she's from Tennessee and I was living in California. We ended up connecting. We went to uh, Greg Laurie's Harvest Crusade. And after we hung out that night, I dropped her off. I felt like a 17 year old kid. Um, I thought she was the raddest person I'd ever met in my life. Um, From that Sunday to the next Sunday, I was on a plane to Nashville to visit for the first time. And before I left that week, I knew that I was going to marry her.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So needless to say, she is chasing after the Lord with everything that she has. She is just an incredible woman of God. She is absolutely breathtaking on the outside, but she's just as beautiful on the inside.
1: You know what, I can attest to that uh, because y'all came here to the Leadership Training Center with Mm -hmm. uh, a group that we have, and I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is the cutest couple. (laughs) Y'all falling over each other, yet you honor each other. You're very respectful, and your faith takes precedence. People, I I would just like people to know, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to compromise. No, no. If that worked, then people in the world would have it down. Mm -mm. It doesn't. It looks like using drugs. If it worked, people who are users and alcoholics, their lives would be great. So just do God's way. Trust God, right? I can tell you because I've seen both sides. Like
2: I did it the way of the world, and our relationship is the Lord's way, and his way is the best way. Like I can – it's – oh, it's so good.
1: It is what it is. People listening or watching, it, it comes, it boils down to this. Are you going to trust God? Yeah. Are you going to trust him and then be obedient in faith? You know, you don't have to compromise. You know, my, my bride and I, we've been married 32 years. And I mean, we just came out with That's our amazing. marriage course after 32 years, which I'll say, you know, I always I chuckle when I see newlyweds who've been married two years, put out a marriage course or a book. (laughs) Come here. You even, you don't, you haven't even been through the first tsunami sucker, but (laughs) here here we are. We've endured so much and seen the faithfulness of God. We've shared it, but you know, we didn't compromise. We were both in the world before. And then we, when we, same thing, I was just like this, is the most amazing woman in the world, the most beautiful. Cause I think God does that for us. He fixes our eyes and our gaze on our, on our love where Mm -hmm. we're not going to look left to right. We go, no, this is it. And for young men listening, honor the girl, honor females. Yes. Don't hurt them. Don't use them. No, Uh, that's not the gentleman thing to do. and, I'll tell you, if you get in a pattern of using uh, and abusing from a selfish lifestyle, you'll bring that into your marriage. So Mm. knock it off. And then for young women, if sex is what would get and keep a good man, then the most sought-after women in the world would be, honestly, prostitutes. Mm. I mean, my dad was a pimp, so I, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not putting prostitutes down. People know me better than that, but it's the truth. It's, it's, uh, you know, men would be lining up to marry prostitutes and obviously they're not, Mm. but I think God, God can redeem someone who's been in that industry, Mm -hmm. purify them and make them, you know, the most sought after for a godly man. Yeah. So women, please don't compromise. Understand your value. My goodness, I yes. value the power that yes. you, you truly have and influence. Uh, let the man seek after you. Let him be the knight mm. in shining armor that rides that horse to take you off your feet. Because yep. uh, that's how men were made. Man, I, I thank God that you guys have found love, that you're honoring the Lord. Yeah. And that, uh, y'all are going to get married. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm so excited. If y'all have babies, y'all gonna throw some good looking kids. I can tell you right now. Holy, <laughs> we're hoping for twins. So, oh uh, yeah, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to ask two questions. Yes, all right. So, Jimmy Brown, two questions that I like to ask my guests at the end before we close the show is one: What is your perception of The ministry, Victor and Eileen Marks, what we do. What's your perception of us? Like as far as what I walked away when I left there, you mean? Well, you have a special insight because you came – you actually came here to the Leadership Training Center. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Okay. I,
2: I would say that the first two things that I think of like from just watching you guys, I would say boots on the ground, faith like in action. Oh, like nice. doing the doing the Lord's work, but like you guys are really out there like putting it into action.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. We believe faith without act, you know, works is dead. Yeah. We actually, we actually believe it. I think that's what's wrong with this. We believe a lot of the scriptures.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> the Bible is actually your authority.
1: <laughs> it's like, ow. I remember one time my wife was doing a devotion. She was sitting in the corner one morning. I came out. She's in the word. And I literally hear her say, I don't believe this. And I was like, woman, it's infallible, inspired word of God. You, you, you. She, she looks at me like, you dork. What I'm saying is if I believe this passage, I just read, my life would look different. Mm. That was many, many years ago. And our life became very different. Yeah. Our life became very different. So, yeah, sometimes our know needs to know and our belief needs to believe. Last question. Yeah. What happens to Jimmy Brown when he dies? He goes to heaven. Because we're all going to die. You're going to go to heaven? He goes to heaven. Yeah. Wait, wait, you didn't even think about that. It was just like, boom, speed shot right there. It's a fact. You say that with such confidence. How do you know?
2: Because I know what my life looked like before I asked Jesus to come into my life and i know what my life looks like now and there's nobody that's ever going to tell me any different
1: love it you know i i think the same way too in the sense of i believe the holy spirit is a down payment yes to prove to us right mm-hmm. to prove to us i got this because sometimes i'm like because i've broken every one of the ten commandments uh, oh yeah right mm-hmm. and i'm like gosh lord i've these uh, word, action, deed, and the enemy will say, "You know, you're not good enough to go to heaven." And I'll go. I, I know that. That, that's why. That's why I have to rely on the cross. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit, you know, he reminds me, "Look what I've done." That there's no way you could be who you are, what what you're doing, without my power. Yeah. You think I'm just gonna send you to hell? I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's true. The Holy Spirit is a good down payment. So for those people listening or watching. Man, turn to the Lord. Yep. Let him prove to you by the down payment of his Holy Spirit in your life that he has you. Mm-hmm. And it's what I tell my friends who are nonbelievers or Muslims or whatever. I just go, this is my surety of salvation, Christ on the cross and the Holy Spirit that, that's done work in my life. I could never do for myself. Yep. So I love that. Well, Jimmy, thank you for joining me today. All right. You have a good day, Victor. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the work that you do. Well, you're welcome, Jimmy. It's been great having you on the show. I really appreciate your story, your heart. And I know there's going to be a lot of people listening that will be touched by your story. Well, what a great two-day show we've just had. If you missed any part of this, you can go to VictorMarchs.com and check it out on my podcast. Hey, so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Go full throttle, because our lives are meant to bring in glory. So go get it done, and we'll see you next time on The Victor Marks Show.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.